0: Welcome to the Done on Sunday podcast, a self-improvement podcast that's all about making your Sundays count. I'm your host, Tiffany Lewis, founder of Propel Virtual Solutions, a digital marketing company, home of the coffee shop, and Taylor and Jesse, a stationery company. In this show, we dive into a mix of topics that matter, from entrepreneurship and relationships to self-care and all the latest pop culture trends. Think of this as your weekly chat with your BFF, who's got your back on your journey to self-improvement. So, grab your favorite beverage, relax, and get ready to make the most of your Sundays with Done on Sunday. Let's dive in. Who else can't believe that 2023 is almost over? I can very vividly remember toasting and having my midnight kiss on January 1st. And as much as I've experienced this year, which we'll get into shortly, Now, it seems as if this year happened so incredibly fast. In today's episode, I want to give you some context and background info into how I actually got here and hopefully open a a bit of insight into your own year-end reflection. So I'm going to rewind a bit in time in order for you to get the full picture of how my journey started. In May of 2018, I was a very, very burnt out, overworked, and quite honestly, underpaid teacher. I was in my 13th year of teaching with three kids of my own, ages eight, six, and four that I was caring for, along with being a wife to my husband of almost nine years. Now, I was desperately scouring scouring the internet one day searching for another answer that was not the daily grind. And I eventually found it in a course about how to start a freelancing virtual assistant business. So this idea of freelancing, I'd heard before, like as in a freelance photographer or a freelance DJ, something, you know, of that nature, but I'd never heard of a virtual assistant. So I thought, though, like, hmm, this sounds, you know, easy enough and like the perfect way out. Work from home, doing my own thing. Yes, please. Duh. <laughs> Sign me up. And also I spent some time like in my younger career days working as a PR intern and administrative secretary. And I really felt like those skills would be highly transferable to what it seemed like a virtual assistant business was. Um, And not to mention the role of teacher means teaching and everything else that you can imagine. So I felt, you know, well equipped and prepared to be able to, move into this new um, domain, I guess, of, of career in terms of being a virtual assistant. So I put this course on my credit card and that was literally the beginning of my business ownership entrepreneurial journey. Now, fast forward to March, 2020, needless to say, the world was a complete mess and so is my professional teaching career. And let me just tell you that there is nothing Nothing I have ever experienced like running a business, teaching 106th graders virtually, managing 20 adults virtually, and monitoring virtual school for my own children who were in first, third, and fifth grade at the time. So personally, for me, everything went way south, my mental health, my physical health, self-care, you name it, every single thing. Because I was having a real difficult time just juggling it all. And that moment, March of 2020, was the moment that I learned a significantly hard lesson that I cannot indeed do it all. Prior to that time, I felt like I was superwoman. I could do it all. I had been doing it all. Um, much like women do and moms do, but that moment was a very hard lesson that no, you cannot do it all, Um, and it showed. So in May of 2020, after two months of living in pure chaos, I decided that something needed to change and change fast, and as a result, I revisited one of the things that I feel like I do really, really well, and that's set goals. And so I decided to make a few goals to help me regroup and get my life together and calm the chaos, hopefully, <laughs> that was taking over my life and my house. Um, I can say that that time I really got to the good thing that came out of that um, outside of the chaos was really getting to know my kids. Um, I got to like see them in a new light as they kind of grew and developed. And as they were learning, and that was really cool for me to see my marriage got really strong because we were forced to be in the house together around each other. Um, and it was just a really good time to pause, but in the meantime of that pause, like, you know, my, our day-to-day routine kind of abruptly stopping was super chaotic and it made for a lot of parts of my, routine in my life to just kind of break down and fall apart. And so I really needed a way to like regroup. And I always know that I can go back to goal setting and really just taking like, you know, looking at the big picture and thinking about what is it that I really want and what action steps do I need to take to get me there? And so that's what I did. I always turn to goal setting when life, when my life is flipped upside down, I know that the one constant in helping me get it back together or one of the constants, I should say, is um, really just sitting down and looking at that big picture and kind of regrouping and setting some goals and prioritizing those things so that I can help my life get right side up again. So back to this moment in 2020 in May of 2020 specifically, I decided that, you know, I needed to just sit down, look at the big picture and set some goals so that we could, um, make things change. Uh, one of those goals was to, or goal number one, I should say, was to make $10,000 in my business in one month so that I could justify resigning from my teaching career. Now, mind you, and at this point in 2020, I had been in business for exactly two years. Um, it was May 2018 when I bought that course and got an LLC and all of that. And so, you know, honestly, I was still a baby business. And I don't know that initially, yes, I was looking for an out for my teaching career and just like the day-to-day grind, but I didn't really know if that was a real possibility. However, by the time May 2020 got here, I was like, it better be a possibility because (laughs) this is not going to work. So the first goal I set was around like business career and it was to make that 10K in my business in one month so that I could justify resigning from a teaching career. Because I believe at that point, $10,000 in one month in business would have like doubled my teaching Um, income salary um, for the month. So I felt like, cool, if I can, you know, make in one month what I make in teaching in two months, then I feel like that's a a good place to be to justify leaving teaching. Because if I do it once, I can hopefully do it again. All right. So the second goal was a personal goal, and it was to resume therapy as soon as possible now I um, am a huge proponent of therapy and I have struggled with uh, mental health, wellness and illness for several years um, since like 2005. And um, therapy is super important to me and you know it's just uh, I've gone through to personal therapy. My husband and I have gone to marriage therapy, marriage counseling. Um, and I just think it's you know something important to have like that. Trained professional who's an outside party to help you um, give you some strategies and tools and tips to help you get things back together um, mentally. And also adding therapy with other things in your life, or for me, has been super helpful. So I knew that my mental health was taking a toll during this time and I really needed to find a therapist again and resume that like as soon as possible. And the third goal was also a personal goal. And honestly, it was the most important, which I didn't realize at the time. And that goal was to make time at least five minutes a day just for me. And really what that was is just giving me some alone time because, mind you, I'm like used to having some alone time while I'm driving to work pre, pre-pandemic um, or while I'm, you know, in the middle of my day at lunch or during planning time, on my ride home, you know, I was able to kind of have the, that time to myself. And being stuck at home didn't give me that time. So, um, like I said, I didn't realize that this was the most important goal at the time. But I set a goal to. At Take some time just for me every single day, and I started off started off with five minutes. Now I set those goals, which that is one of my skill sets, if I must say, but I had to actually take steps to make those goals happen. And so, goal one didn't actually happen until the summer, and I really just worked from May until June on like refining my offers. Um, I really got into my ideal clients, um, you know, viewpoint. I engaged with them on Instagram. I ramped up my email marketing. Um, just got really super clear on what I wanted to offer. I think I probably raised my prices at that point, and um, really just made a plan to hit this goal. And so, even though it didn't happen, you know, for a couple of months after I set the goal. It did give me the push and courage I needed to say goodbye to teaching. So at the point where I did hit the 10K, I felt like, okay, I did it. Um, And if you're a business owner, you know how coveted that first 10K month is and what it does for your business self-esteem. And it was at that point that I knew, okay, I've done it once, I can do it again. And now, you know, I'm justified um, resigning. And so great, goal one, check. Check. Um, goal two was really simple. I I was able to find a therapist fairly quickly, much quicker than, um, 2013 when I was very, very deep in postpartum depression and anxiety. Uh, it was horrible. Like I had a horrible time finding a therapist at that time. And I'm like, this is really wild to me. And I, that's a whole nother soapbox that I could go on about, um, mental health care in um, in America, and I'm just not going to do that today. But um, I was really grateful that I was able to find a therapist fairly quickly, and we started our sessions um, right away. They were, of course, virtual, which that probably maybe helped find someone quickly, helped me find someone quickly as well. That um, didn't have to like take time to like go into an office and all that stuff, but. That was goal two check. And now goal three took a little bit of time. And I don't know why, as women, especially moms and wives, we put ourselves last every single time. However, I finally decided, you know, I'm going, I'm gonna take these five minutes to myself. And I started with a walk around the block during lunchtime so that I could just, you know, have that me time. And it was really challenging at first because my first grader at the time, who my daughter who's in first grade, she couldn't possibly understand why she couldn't come and why I wanted and needed to be alone. And it was just hard explaining that to her. So, you know, I did stick with it. I made the decision to stick with it, stick with that five minutes. And that five minutes turned into more time as the weeks went on. And today, me time, whatever that is, whether that's through exercise or prayer and devotional or going to the nail salon or, you know, taking time to watch reality TV, that time is a non-negotiable that everyone in my family understands and has no choice but to be on board with. And I encourage them to do the same. I encourage my children, take some time out, go to your room, read a book, draw, color, clean, whatever, you know, makes you happy. Um, and as well as with my husband, like we all understand that having time with ourselves to reflect or just have downtime and not think and not have to think about responsibilities is super helpful, not just for our own mental health and sanity and wellness, but for the good of our family. So when everyone kind of puts their masks on first, then we can be supportive for, it, for one another. Now, Me Time has been the glue that has kept me sane over the past few years through all of the business challenges, ups and downs, the good, the bad, the ugly, Um, having to go back to get a job in 2022, um, buying a house, buying a house, not a house, what is that? Buying a house (laughs) and moving in 2022. Um, So it was just a lot. Right. And even this year with like the great layoffs. So that job that I had to go back to last year, I was laid off from this year. My husband experienced a layoff this year. And then not to mention, like all the things that are happening globally and in the world. And so that me time has been that glue that has just kept me sane through all of those things. Now, I'm not saying that me time is a cure all for the drama that happens every day. But what I am saying is that it's a small slice of time where I get to be intentional in choosing how I want to feel that time. It's time that I can control, or at least I feel like I can control. And when everything around me feels out of control, that is something that I really, really need. And that is when, why when I find myself needing to regroup, um, which you know that happens, it's life, right? We get through these moments where you're in a groove, things are going really well, and then you have hiccups along the way, which is life, and you need to regroup. But when I find myself in those regroup times, one of the first things that I do is take inventory on how much me time I've been implementing. And if you've never done a time inventory, which is where you simply just record your day-to-day activities in specific increments, usually 30 minutes, I highly recommend you do that. Um, I had a coach once who de- who uh, taught us to do that every quarter. Um, for me, that's a lot because it's over like a two-week time. You literally write down what you're doing like in 30-minute increments. Um, that's a long time, but at least annually – You know, I try to do a time inventory and see where I am spending my time. And that really just helps me figure out, you know, where I need to regroup, if it's really a me time thing or if it's something else that is taking up. I have a my husband always says I have a problem saying no. And so in years past, I've spent so much time doing a bunch of volunteer things like volunteering on PTA or taking on the president of this committee or Whatever, and it's just too much, and it leaves me with no time to do the other things that I've been called to do, and it always leaves me super stressed out and overwhelmed. So, doing a time inventory is just a really cool way to kind of see where you're spending your time and figure out or pinpoint, you know, what area you need to regroup. Um, but for me, it's almost always in the me time part, um, and That's why I usually start there when I take inventory on what is happening um, to, to cause me to need this regrouping. So if your current story is anything like the one I just shared, or if you've been there before, then I really encourage you to consistently make time to regroup and also make time to just do a time inventory to figure out if... know where you need to um, regroup in your life. So for this week's done on Sunday, Action Step. And as we move into closing out the year, I challenge you to do two things. And I know I usually will give you one thing, but the first thing is not super time consuming. So the first thing I want you to do is just set aside some time to reflect on this year. If you journal, do that. If you like to chat things out, create a voice note. Whatever your preferred mode is, just take action and reflect. And if you need help and you're like, Tiffany, what am I supposed to write or talk about? I got you. You can find a list of questions and prompts to help you get started in the show notes. And the second thing I want you to do is consider how you can be more intentional with your time. Maybe it's carving out five minutes every day to incorporate time for yourself. Or maybe it's choosing one day a week where you can implement a little self-care. And if that sounds daunting, don't worry, you can find a list of ways to be more intentional with your time in the show notes as well. So here's the thing, I don't want next year, this time to creep up on you and you're asking yourself, how did I get here? I want you to remember that the goal of this show is to help you discover new insights, get expert tips, and learn from engaging conversations that will set you on the path to becoming the best version of yourself. Now, you have just heard my story about how all over the place my last few years have been and how being intentional with my time has been a saving grace. And it's likely that your story in some ways mirrors mine, which is why I'm challenging you to reflect on this year and decide on an intentional time activity. Are you down for the challenge? Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Done on Sunday. I hope you enjoyed the show. If so, leave a rating. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and follow the show so you don't miss out on any episodes. If you'd like to be a guest or have any topic ideas, check out the link in the show notes and let us know. While you're there, don't forget to grab any resources mentioned during the show. And lastly, be sure to connect on socials at Done on Sunday. Can't wait to chat with you next week.